Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. My name is Vanessa. I'm Jill. And I'm Hannah. And we are The Brotherhood, a group of South Asian girls that attend UIC. Considering the state of our nation and what has been going on over the past couple of weeks, we decided to switch things up and discuss the Black Lives Matter movement, but from the South Asian perspective. In this episode, we are utilizing our personal experiences regarding the topic at hand in order to bring more awareness and hopefully induce change. Specifically, we are going to be mentioning our implicit biases, parents' beliefs, and model minority. So this is a disclaimer. These are our own experiences and what we've learned from our family and what we've noticed in our community. We are not speaking out for the whole South Asian community, so please don't generalize. By us acknowledging our shortcomings and implicit biases, we hope to change that and hopefully create a better future for the generations ahead. Okay, I'm sure a lot of us have noticed on social media how South Asian people in general are becoming more aware of themselves and the Black Lives Matter movement and they're taking it upon themselves to talk about the situation. And one thing we tend to notice is implicit biases that are unconscious and tend to influence the way we behave and think about black people. For example, there's like a lot of implicit biases, not specifically only towards black people. There's the idea that all Asians are good at math or women are too emotional or bad at driving or something simple as white people can't dance. But the thing about the Black Lives Matter movement is the implicit biases against black people aren't as, I guess, stereotypical as, soft, as aren't, yeah, stereotypical as to other like culture or minority group. They're more aggressive and because of that, they've influenced the way that people treat black people and it's more in a negative manner and the actions are more detrimental as we saw with the George Floyd matter where he was just shopping and he ended up being murdered. Recently, I, there's a YouTuber that I follow and she was talking about her own implicit biases. She's white. She was talking about how like how she was brought up and like one thing that I kind of resonated with and that she mentioned is like for a while I think everyone is under this pretense like oh racism like that's of the you know 60s like the civil rights movement over there's no slavery there's no like you know segregated buildings or any of that outward stuff but I think what we fail to recognize is the stuff that happens within us the ideas that are subcon like in our subconscious that we don't acknowledge well enough I think that yes. um we go about our day doing our thing and like we hang out with certain people and all that, but we still hold these ideas and secret. Like we, again, it's very subtle. It's very unconscious, but it happens. It's our implicit biases. We think a certain way toward like a certain group of people and we don't realize it, but it's just like the way we behave toward them is different than the way we behave toward others. But it's something that we don't necessarily realize sometimes. Um, yes. I'm not saying that the problem of racism, there is still outward racism that happens and that's a really sad thing that it still happens. But I think one thing that like, um, I guess, um, that we need to focus on and also figure out is the implicit stuff, because I think that also really drives our lawmaking and the way we treat other people and all of these things that happen in our police force. I think it all also comes from a place of implicit biases that haven't been acknowledged. Yes, yes. I agree. I mentioned this idea to Jill and Vanessa about talking about implicit biases and all the things like some of like using that as a great way to like talk about it and acknowledge it and you know hopefully change about like change our ideas about it but um something I noticed in her video that she did she was talking about like specific things that she's been taught like not necessarily like I don't think that her parents meant harm in teaching her thing these things or like 
I think, I don't know, like her parents saying all these things, I think it's under the pretense of, oh, keeping them safe and keeping them away from trouble. Again, edit at your will. I don't care. But um, she mentioned things like, oh, like if you see like the idea, like small ideas, subtle ideas that I think plague a lot of people. It's a plague. It's very bad that we have these ideas. But like seeing a black neighborhood and saying, oh, it's not a safe neighborhood or walking past a black person on the street and not feeling safe. Like those are ideas that we have within us that have been planted there by people around us. Um, not um, people around us who've had bad experiences, but generally that doesn't define one per like define a whole. I think this also goes back to our disclaimer. Like it's very difficult to talk about because we don't want to say the wrong thing that will be miscommunicated in a way we want to promote love and inclusiveness on this podcast in the best way possible and be a voice for our generation that promotes good things and not evil or harm or division. Like there's so much division in our society today and so many people take things the wrong way and there's so many can the stupid cancel culture exists. So like we want to say the right thing and get the right message across. So we're trying to form this in the best way possible. Please try to understand that as we go about this podcast. To add on to what you're saying, how, like, um, one factor that I believe that, like, fuels implicit biases is the whole idea, like, as children, I'm sure we were all taught the whole idea, um, treat others the way you want to be treated, slash, put yourself in another's shoes. The thing is, like, we keep saying it verbally, but we're actually failing to do it, failing to do it in this day and age, especially regarding the situation that black people experience like I always think about nowadays like to bring myself into light like bring the whole I'm sure like so many people experience this too but something as simple as like when we go when we get pulled over by a cop we're not necessarily as scared for the li- for our lives people actually I've seen people get angry at the cops and upset that why are they getting a speeding ticket yada 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 but the thing that we forget to think about is how when black people are in that same situation as us, that's not what they're feeling. They're actually like feeling like, oh, my life is at risk. At risk. Like they're going through all these things, like put their hands on the dashboard or make sure they don't make any sudden movements because they're fearing their lives. And then the whole idea of treat others how the way you want to be treated, which I don't understand why people teach that in even our educational systems or even in like children when people are growing up and they're not actually following those basic standards. Like, for example, there was that, I'm sure a lot of us have seen, there was that one study um, where this woman asked an audience of mainly white people and she asked them to stand up if they would like to be treated the way that our society treats black people. And lo and behold, no white person stood up. And it's essentially like establishing the whole idea how because of like implicit biases, black people are still being treated in a negative way. And yeah, like what we were mentioning earlier, how it's not like Jim Crow laws or like segregation, but the implicit biases, which are like showing itself now in the negative actions through like police brutality. So I think we just need to go back to our like core and like reflect upon our own selves and think about if we put ourselves in another person's situation, that's one way that could help eliminate implicit biases if we want to progress and advance towards like becoming a better generation, better future for basically the whole world. I'm going to be completely honest, and this is a very bad thing, but I think that honesty can produce change. I believe in that very strongly. Mm -hmm. 
by me saying this, I mean, think what you want. I don't really care. I'm trying to be honest so that I can change, so that I can pass on the right beliefs to my children, so that I can produce. Yeah, like, cause, that's good. Because, like, our country is so divided. Like, I, I don't, like, just forget politics for a second and look at our people right now. Look at our social media and everything that's been happening. It's honestly very depressing, like, very t- sad and terrifying to live in, honestly. So I think that yeah. by me being honest right now, right here at this podcast, and by other people listening, maybe other people will be able to identify hey you know what i kind of feel that way too i'm gonna stand up and say no i'm not gonna be like that anymore so please leave this in okay i mean going to school in the city like there's lots of different types of people but there's i mean specifically black people i don't know how i'm gonna word this correct okay honestly i don't know how to word this correctly but okay i think that ingrained in my subconscious is this idea like oh if i walk past a black person on the street i don't feel safe if i walk past a neighborhood and there's generally more black people in that neighborhood i don't feel like it's a safe neighborhood this idea has been ingrained into me so subtly that i don't really pay attention to it i just you know move to a different side of the street or do something like it's just like a very silent sudden thing and i think that I think that other people can like somehow some way resonate with this but like again it's very okay it's very difficult to talk about because again cancel culture and all this stuff exists and people can out me it's good because that's like the whole idea if you self-reflect that's like how you can eliminate our implicit biases because all of us have them we've all grown up with them oh going off of i guess yeah i will just simply state my biases but um same thing with Hannah, but, like, you know, if I walked past a group of black people or I was alone in, like, an elevator or, you know, on, like, a sidewalk or something, just this idea of, like, feeling unsafe around a group of people just because of their skin color. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that feeling has taken different forms externally whether it could be police brutality or ahmad oh Arbery. yeah that i, mm, I, I don't yeah. know how to say like it. his case as well it was a form of quote-unquote not feeling safe just because of a person's skin color and it resulted in external actions my point is is that it doesn't need to be upfront or like direct racism like it can just be as simple as you know the feelings that i shared with you guys yeah And Mm -hmm. I think just acknowledging them and, like Hannah said, you know, being honest can definitely bring change. Just like the fact that we are becoming aware and we are choosing to accept what we've been thinking all along um, is very crucial towards the state of our nation as a whole. For implicit biases, I feel like, yeah, like the whole idea, being honest is putting yourself like in a vulnerable and for us to progress as like a generation as a country we shouldn't be tearing one another down so like it's great how like we're talking on this podcast about like our implicit biases to hopefully like bring it to light and show other people but the whole idea of progression is trying to eliminate these and acting in a more positive manner to all other cultures and races so what i'm trying to say is how there's more to them than what the eye sees Sorry, Jill, just wanted to give a mini disclaimer to our audience um, and kind of clarify things up a bit. But when we're talking about these underlying causes 
towards our internalized racial biases. We are in no way, shape, or form trying to justify or validate our way of thinking. We just wanted to explain what has influenced them and where they originate from. Yeah, our implicit biases stems from how in systematic racism, they were able to solely highlight, I guess, any sort of negative actions that the Black community committed. And by doing that, they influenced how people perceive them and internally think how Black people are. But in reality, because of that, they caused this whole, how Vanessa was saying, the external um, actions that could be shown through like police brutality. The one idea that contributes to implicit biases is the is what's being filmed and what's being shown. So in the Black Lives Matter movement, what's making so significant to our history is because now crimes against the Black community are being filmed. And now everyone's in that whole t- internal turmoil where our implicit biases aren't necessarily align- aligning with what we're being shown in social media. Like now we are noticing how we can't categorize all black people in this negative manner and rather we should see how what's being filmed is influencing us and rather than letting it influence us we should take that whole idea and try to progress our generation and become more honest about our implicit biases and hopefully show other people that induce change in a positive manner and i think that's what uh, contributes to our parents beliefs because our generation looks towards Twitter and Instagram and all that, which I believe shows raw like footage. Whereas our parents, they tend to go th- to the news, like Fox News, which takes Fox more, news. Con- <laughs> which takes more of like a conservative perspective on what's going on in the world, and that twists yes. the picture. So I think that's why our like parents in the South Asian com- uh, community have their personal beliefs. It's because what they're experiencing and seeing in the world is different from what we see. Going off of what Jill said about um, how everything is now being recorded, I think in the past, obviously, not that much has been caught on camera as to the racism that has been going on. And I think what the media likes to show and censors out um, has justified or validated people's beliefs in, a, in like obviously a false way, but it just has strengthened people's implicit biases for such a long time. And now that everything is coming out and that people are recording what the media generally doesn't um, portray, it proves that like what we've been thinking all along has actually been false. Yeah. It does make people question overall, like, at what what am I thinking? Like, yeah, am I exactly. racist? You know? Essentially, what I'm trying to say here is when the knowledge that we've been gaining from external sources is challenged, we then challenge and question what we've been thinking all along and all the ideas that we place on the Black community for such an extensive period of time. And that's why we're making this podcast right now. In relation to that, I mean... Our parents, I think all of us have immigrant parents, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So um, I know, at least for my parents in general, like when they first came to the country, it's like a new environment. They're trying to assimilate and all that stuff. And I guess what they learn through is through other people that have already been here and their stereotypes and like the media and like um, the news that they see about certain people. And so through all of that, I think that you build um, an idea about everyone in the country 
about like the types of people that live here and the people that you should be with and the people you should avoid. At least that's how the media presents it. And so yeah. you only see one angle of it, but you don't see all sides of this like multifaceted item. So I think that's where a lot of our parents' beliefs come from. If we're going to be honest, it is easy, not saying that's good, but it is easy just to focus, like you said, Hannah, on that one angle and just accept it instead of educating and taking the time to actually see the underlying factors. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that could also be a catalyst towards the subtle racism. Yeah. Just, like, not truly understanding what's going That's on. That's right. In addition to, like, our parents' beliefs and, like, implicit biases, I think, specifically, if we're targeting the South Asian perspective, when we say South Asian, we're talking mainly about India. So one, like, trend that's in India is that whole idea of, um, like, the beauty standards, specifically skin color, how people tend to view one skin color as more beautiful, superior, what people want, desire, whereas the other one is more looked down upon and it has more of a negative connotation. And that same idea is in America with how people have the whole idea of black people are dark color, the negative whole idea versus light. Because the beauty standards so rooted deep in the South Asian um, culture, another thing is the households or the way the households are run in South Asian in South Asian communities is in a really strict manner in which the parents' beliefs influence the children's belief, but in an extreme manner, like... Meaning, like, it dictates yeah. the entire household. So, this is, like, an extreme case, like, on the really harsh hail of the spectrum, but it could be where if the children's beliefs don't fall in line with the parents' beliefs, the children could possibly be kicked out from the family or shunned disowned. or isolated, disowned. Because of that whole idea, there's that fear of trying to avoid speaking out. They want to avoid any sort of confrontation. Yeah, confrontation with their parents, which could stem from like having different beliefs. I think Desi culture, the sweeping under the rug idea where it's like, oh, there's a prominent issue that we should probably talk about. But no, let's not talk about it. Let's not bring it up. Let's just keep yeah. it off to the side because it's not something important yeah. that we need to bring up. Also, I like I mentioned about like cancel culture and stuff people outing people about not speaking up or like saying like oh this person didn't say anything or that person didn't say anything and so mm -hmm. with that it's like you already have a very critical audience and it also causes fear in people like if i say the wrong thing people are going to take it the wrong way and hate me for it like i think yeah. it also creates a fear yeah. in certain people to not talk about it at all and i don't mm -hmm. think we should be like yeah. that at all so yeah. yeah i think like combined with that fear of being judged by people who you are trying to speak out upon yeah. in addition with i don't know if this applies to all south asian um families but per personally like for my family this mentality of if it doesn't really affect me then it's not my business or my time to invest right. in yes. it it's not happening to us then why should i care why should i pay attention right. obviously they do grieve with the families and their losses but in terms of taking action and combating the things that have led to their deaths oh that's not my part yes that's for some yeah and i think um to add on to what vanessa's saying but yeah we're not speaking out for everyone and i think that like stems from that whole i'm sure a lot of us have learned in history but like the western individualism versus like eastern collectivism 
this society and yeah. how yes. in the east it's all about community culture family my family and that's it like that's we're like in it together with that it's like it's it can be a positive but also a negative in the regards that like oh if you step out of your boundaries then that's where you're kind of like crossing the line like challenging your parents beliefs whether it's wrong or right has just never been a thing yeah. within the South Asian community. And that also leads to fear. You also are putting yourself at stake in terms of not obviously like our parents or families I'm hoping are not that extreme of like disowning yeah, yeah. us, but like other people go through the same thing, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So here, like specifically for the South Asian community, you're in a dilemma where you want to fight for communities that are being oppressed and you want to grieve with them but at the same time you don't want to seem like you're betraying your family that could also be a contributing factor to why south asian communities are not speaking i also think this kind of ties back to the idea like the people saying like oh all lives matter but like i saw um a tweet recently and i kind of liked the analogy it was like of um these surgeons doing heart surgery on the body because someone had a heart attack or they needed some sort of heart procedure the heart is the problematic area right but then Uh yes all body parts matter so like if one part of our society is hurting is not doing well is not like is struggling then it honestly will translate to the rest of our society if we don't fix this now people who i guess are not helping with this matter not not like being silent but like saying stuff like this like all lives matter what i'm trying to say is that they're always like twisting and turning and using things to their advantage mm-hmm. now they say all lives matter then why aren't you wearing your masks why are you going out exactly. protesting that you want all these businesses to open up well if you're saying all lives matter then you wouldn't be investing and prioritizing the economy over people's yes. lives exactly yeah. yeah i think that's that whole idea of double standard yeah just like a minor thing to add to like the beauty standards and like how you can underlyingly see that most south asian people especially from india favor light skin when i used to play tennis and i would obviously jill you can under and here yes, you can understand actually, this but like getting tanned, yes, yes getting oh my god <laughs> <laughs> getting tanned personally i don't mind getting tanned Me either. honestly it's like unavoidable especially (laughs) if you want to do stuff outside like that it's basic biology it was prime time tennis season and i go to church and this one auntie is like you have gotten so dark and you know what she told me don't play tennis if you really want to play bad you won't have to like worry about getting tanned and stuff and like i wanted to ask her what's wrong with with getting tan so i can just bring it to the that's like that whole thing tying back to how we like have that internal fear of speaking exactly so this is a similar issue story about tennis season i think it was like sophomore year or whatever and this auntie comes up to me in in malayalam she was like well you or like you know you got so dark from like you know Mm -hmm. she noticed that i was dark okay i was like okay well what's wrong with the dark part like i did actually acknowledge this once like oh what's wrong with you know darker people like darker indians in general right and they Uh just made this like face like like let's not let's not talk about it let's forget that subject altogether it's like bro like this whole sweep okay just forget this whole sweeping under the rug thing i know yeah like can you acknowledge that you are being a colorist but this also stems back to how like great britain took over india yes and they Mm -hmm. were like Mm -hmm. idealized and they were like oh these are the great like britain is like such a advanced place like they have all this and this like their economy and everything you know it just like yeah because of that people are like 
Oh, like one thing I think that's how it contributes to that whole idea that being lighter isn't like yeah, I guess better, beautiful. Sure, like India, like, they need to change in terms of that because if anything, you guys get mad about the colonization. Obviously, the colonization was not good. Like it was bad that it happened, mm-hmm. but like you're only validating that even more when you're accepting what the colonization yeah. exactly light yeah, skin feel- versus dark skin. I'm sure all of us like feel really upset how like. It's just something you can't change about yourself. Beauty standards, that kind of contributes to our implicit biases and that whole, like, when we correlate a skin color to an emotion or internal feeling like that. Yeah. Moving on to this next section part of our podcast, we're going to be talking about model minorities. If you don't know already, but model minority is this form of systematic oppression that our country has implemented. In a nutshell, it's basically giving more opportunities to other minority groups besides Black people. Like, the country taking that to their advantage and kind of setting Black people up for failure doesn't necessarily mean that because other minority groups are having more opportunities that, quote-unquote, successful. It just means that Black people aren't receiving the same exact opportunity simply because there's an underlying factor of racism. Yeah. To give a better illustration to understand the flaws within this idea of the model minority, think of a race in which each participant was an individual from each minority group in America. And the person that sends a signal for everyone to start except for the black person. The black person is given a late start and as a result, everyone else finishes before him. Now, it can be easy to be like, well, you know, you could have just ran faster, you could have just worked harder, and you would have gotten to the finish line. Well, no matter how hard the black person tried, he couldn't get to the finish line in comparison to others because he was at a disadvantage. In the same way, think of the disadvantage in today's world as the lack of resources and opportunities. They can try as hard as they can, but they're just not given that advantage as every other minority group. Well, then you might be asking, why is it that way? Why aren't they being given the same exact resources in comparison to other minority groups? And it's simply because the system is racist towards them. Our country for so long has oppressed black people and that mentality gives way to not wanting to see the black community be equally successful or if not even more successful than its oppressors and it makes sense why they are quote-unquote unsuccessful compared to other minority groups because they are the minority group who has been oppressed for such a long time in comparison to others in that video youtube video was talking about how where government officials do redlining Um, where they block out black communities from achieving any sort of better opportunities in regards to getting insurance or any loans, the education system. So it just keeps spiraling. Yeah. But like what Vanessa was saying, how it's really important to acknowledge how, yes, we all like are struggling in our journey to like become more successful. But what the difference is that the opportunities we are presented and how like our parents, when they came to this country, they had different opportunities versus uh, black people. Systematic racism is 
my parents do, do support the Black Lives Matter movement. The discussion wasn't whether it's the Black Lives Matter movement yeah. is valid or not. The discussion was the model minority complex, basically what Vanessa was saying. So there was a like, conversation oh, that I overheard on the phone between my dad and someone else in our family. I'm not going to out anyone. But they were talking about this whole idea like, oh, why can't they just work hard and like, you know, get better opportunities for themselves and blah, blah, blah. It was, you know, mm-hmm. the stupid yeah. idea, right? And so... My brother completely goes off and he's like, bro, like, do you realize like people, okay, let's just take one aspect of it, like education, okay? If you look at the CPS mm-hmm. schools right now, mm-hmm. okay, trash, yeah. absolute trash, okay? And it's like, here's yeah. the thing, you know, like, they don't have the right funding for that, A. And B, like, there's teachers that, like, there's some teachers that probably don't want to teach there because they don't feel safe, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, it's just like yeah. this, this implicit bias that drives people's actions and yeah. it's like a domino effect. Like, it affects certain things. And so when we look at yeah. it from our privilege point of view, we're like, oh, yeah, we worked hard and we got here. Not discrediting that, we did. But our uh, like the odds were stacked in our favor like here's a card for you here's that yeah, but they exactly. were really bad cards so how yeah. are they supposed to build yes. from that unless they're like magicians exactly. they- it all mm-hmm. goes back to what joe was saying about putting your um feet in someone else's shoot the model minority is a myth yeah. myth 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 yeah Big news. <laughs> i don't care what it is just how we are all privileged and compared to what the situations that black people are um, yeah. dealing with. So I'd like to just like emphasize for all of us that the same mentality that I was talking about mm-hmm. before about South Asian community, not all, but some that like, if it doesn't affect me, then I don't really have to pay too much attention to it. I just think that itself yeah. is privilege. Yeah. United we stand, divided we fall. If one part of our society is not standing, then we're all going to fall, okay? And that's something we need to address right yeah. now within ourselves. Like, hey, what am I doing that is causing trouble? Like, what, is, what are these implicit biases that I need to fix? Because if we don't fix them, one day our children will learn it from them. And this whole problem will continue and carry on. We're going to yep. continue to have civil yes. rights movements when there shouldn't be a civil rights movement. There oh. shouldn't be a problem within one con- community. It should be common sense that all lives yeah. matter. But right now, one one part of our society does not matter to some other so people. And that's really matter, bad. Yeah. That's really wrong. But the fact that we're still <laughs> dealing with it in 20 freaking 20 is very sad. So I guess to all yeah. of this is just we need to promote like love and see each other for not our skin color, but past that. If anyone could get anything from our podcast, it would be what Hannah just summarized. And hopefully at the end of the day, everyone self-reflects, looks at themselves, and hopefully we can bring upon change to society. And And to add on to that, um, I know it's scary, but taking... To be able to take something away from this podcast, especially for the South Asian community, I challenge you guys to... um, not exactly argue with your parents, but start a discussion. And I know it can be really scary, but I highly, highly encourage it because it's the only way for progression. If you guys like reading and you want an interesting book that focuses on systematic oppression towards black people, I highly, highly recommend the book The Native Son by Richard Apparently something really good on Netflix that someone mentioned was The mm Thirteenth. I don't know if that's what it's called, but it's like a really good thing to watch. It's very educational. If anyone wants to check those out that... Help, help bring awareness to what's happening right now and specifically regarding our whole topic of like the south asian yes. perspective i'm sure a lot of you have watched but 
if you haven't, check out Hassan Minaj's video regarding this whole topic. Educate and, yourself. Yes. Exactly. Case in Education. point, educate yourself. Thank okay. you guys for listening to this week's podcast. For future episodes, please stay tuned we for out. more. Bye. But other than that, signing off. Bye. Bye.